Our scripture for today is Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in person, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Things are not always as they seem. When we think about kind of small moments of our lives, uh, relationships, jobs, even successes and celebrations, uh, when we zoom in on just individual moments of our life, just singular moments, uh, they can feel so much larger uh, than they really are. Um, and so all of a sudden, uh, things that are joyful, uh, man, they're just overwhelming and they just kind of take us over and man, just life doesn't feel like it can get any better. Uh, but man, uh, what a difference a day can make. We can go high up on a mountain and all of a sudden come crashing down from that mountaintop experience when reality kind of hits us in our face. But on the other hand, um, other opportunities, maybe some struggles or some obstacles that seem overwhelming one day, um, with a little bit of perspective, um, a little bit of shift in timing, all of a sudden what, what seemed impossible is now able to be overcome in some awesome and incredible ways. So through the, the month of January and the next several weeks, even into uh, February, we're uh, preaching through a sermon series called uh, Zoom Out um, about how our faith can uh, really almost move us forward in a way when we're willing to kind of take a step back sometimes and, and see a much bigger picture. 
Because uh, when we look at life through a microscope, when we look uh, through a very tight lens or a, a frame with very defined boundaries, we can see very clearly the one thing that's right in front of us, but we lose perspective and, and we lose the narrative of kind of what's going on around us. That there's so much more of what God is up to, that there's so much more to the story of what God is weaving around us, that there's so much more of what we can do in our faith, of what we can see in our faith. And so stepping back and zooming out sometimes can make it from where we're trying to see God on the closest, smallest level we possibly can to zooming out a little bit and seeing that in a very real way, God is all around us. God is everywhere. Now, this takes a little bit of practice. Uh, this is something that um, really it doesn't come easy in the moment. Um, but uh, I thought today, at least for uh, our purposes here, that we can, we can take a little test to see how good we are at zooming out a little bit. You guys want to take a test with me? Okay. So we, we have a series of pictures. We're going to try to guess. All right. So when we zoom in on a microscopic level, what do we think this is? I hear a lot of whispers. You ready? Let's see what it is. Anybody get it? Anybody get blueberries? All right, well, let's, let's try this again. Let's try our next one. Any guesses? Cherries? Do what? Crunch berries. All right. All right. Well, has anybody had any birthdays lately? Let's zoom out a little bit. Keg sprinkles. Yeah. We had a birthday in our house. And so these were very, very celebratory. Uh, one of my daughter's birthdays is the greatest day of her life. Uh, whichever daughter's birthday it's not is one of the worst days of the other one's life. So, all right, let's try our next one. Oreos, zoom out. All right, some of us are a little too intimately familiar <laughs> with what an Oreo looks like. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right, what about this one? Some hair, some skin. We had a sea anemone. Do something about the Oreo. A lot of Oreos. All right. A cat's tongue. Oh, we had one that was right. All right. And for our final test, one of the most important ones. Now, this might seem easy, right? It might seem like a beautiful swan, right? But when you zoom out on the black and the white portion, you see it a little bit more clearly. Evil. <laughs> Evil. All right, yeah. We, we can go back to our regular sermon slide. But, but what this is, is, you know, in, in, you know, in a more serious way, uh, faith really has these moments that show us that uh, when we zoom out on an incident or uh, a perspective that we have, uh, sometimes we see so much clearer of a picture of what God is up to. 
And so whether there's those joyful moments of the Oreo cookies or the birthday cake sprinkles, there comes a day when the, the, those Oreos and those sprinkles run out, doesn't it? And that's a sad day. Uh, there's moments to where we miss the larger picture of what things are going on in our lives. And so in our scripture this morning, we come to uh, one of the most famous teachings that Jesus has right here in the, the gospel of Matthew. The, the final lesson that, that Jesus has in these six different lessons called the uh, apocalyptic discourse. So really what that is, is apocalyptic discourse means uh, the times that Jesus teaches about the end of time of what things will be like when all of this comes together in the final moments. And so there's all these teachings that have led up to this particular teaching right here at the last part of uh, chapter 25 in the Gospel of Matthew. <clears throat> and what Jesus is, is really kind of teaching the disciples and teaching us right now is, is that God is so much more present and God is so much more closer than we ever realize. And that could be a very hopeful thing. That could be a very graceful thing. Or that could be something that we miss altogether. And when we're so zoomed in and that we make life about ourselves, about what we want and our attitudes and agendas, then we miss God's salvation. We miss God's grace and we get, miss God's presence altogether. And so the things that we build in this life, the things that we talk about, the way that we live, the people that we love, the way that we treat other people, the things that we apply to our life of faith, that if we make it about ourselves, if we make ourselves the hero of the story, then we inherit exactly what we build, something that is selfish, something that's temporary. Something that will not and cannot last forever. And yet if the things that we do and the things that we build and the things that we apply ourselves to, or we don't become the heroes of our own stories, but instead we put God in the front of the say and say that God is the one who brings all things into being and that God is up to something and I want to be a part of that, even when it's difficult to see. When we zoom out and get a bigger perspective of what God is doing, that we lean into something that lasts for eternity. Something full of life and hope and salvation and something that even all the obstacles and all the stories and all of the hurts and hardships and pains and struggles of life can never erase. Because this life is so zoomed in on one picture of what we can see right in front of us. We have this temporary life laid right on top of the eternal life. And what Jesus teaches us in this particular story, that these two pictures, that these two kingdoms that seem so merged together, at the end of time, we begin to zoom out and see them being pulled apart. And that if we have chosen the one that lacks mercy, if we have chosen the one that lacks hope, if we have chosen the one that looks more like the kingdom that we want to have and the kingdom that we built, then it will crumble the same way that everything else in this life has crumbled that we have made about ourselves. That it cannot exist with God. And yet if that other kingdom that story of what God is weaving, 
that story of what God has done that shows us and reminds us that through all of those struggles to where we couldn't see God, that God was ever so more present than we could ever have imagined. That not only when we went through those struggles and we found ourselves feeling alone on those streets with everyone walking past us, that not only did God see us, but God was right there on that street along with us. And this kingdom that God's building is hard to see. We sometimes get down on ourselves about that. It's difficult uh, to live this faith in such a way that we always see what God is up to, that we can find God in every single circumstance. We almost punish ourselves because we feel like we're less faithful because sometimes it's hard to see God or it's hard to hear God. But what God teaches us right here in Matthew 25 is guaranteeing us that we will miss it. There will be times in life that you will see me and you will not know it is me at all. That you will see hope and salvation, you will see joy, and you will stare it in the face. And it will still look like struggle. It will still look like disappointment. It will still still look isolated and abandoned. But you chose hope and life anyway. You knelt down, and that person that everybody else walked past, you showed signs of mercy and of grace. You gave them food that fed their soul and their bodies. You gave them something to drink that refreshed their heart and their bodies. You clothed them. You visited them. You showed all those acts of mercy that you've been looking for. And because they were hard to see, you decided first to go and do it. And of all the things that we were looking for God, we decided to take that first step and to be first exactly what we were looking for. And God said, when you did it, to even the least of those, you did it to me. And we never even knew it. Because it doesn't come a point in our faith to where we just try to look for the singular moments and the isolated pictures and the zoomed in moments to where we know beyond a shadow of doubt that God is right here in these singular moments in life, but rather that we start looking through our lives through a wider perspective and find that God is everywhere. God is in the moments of joy. God is in the moments of hope. God is in the struggle God was in those moments to where it feels like God can't hear us and God can't see us. And yet we find out that he was along that road and that journey the whole time. What I find so inspiring about the Gospels, and not only what Jesus teaches us, but what Jesus shows us after the resurrection as well, that everything that we convince ourselves of, that we will recognize God when God is right in front of our face, God says, I am so close that you'll never even see me. But when you're looking for me, first take that first step to start doing the things that you know that I've come here to do. When you're looking for hope in this life, when you're looking for joy, when you're looking for life to be put back together, and you're looking for God to start that process and you can't find him, start first by doing the things that you're waiting for. Acts of hope, acts of joy, and acts of mercy. 
And you will find that not only are you surrounded by the kingdom of God, but you will find that you are building the kingdom of God. And a lot of those moments you'll miss altogether. You won't know the reach of the words of encouragement that you will give other people. You won't know the reach of those conversations that you gave somebody, that you had with somebody, that gave them enough hope to keep pushing through a difficulty. We don't know the full scope of what God is moving and building in this world around us. All we know that there are opportunities to serve, to walk forward, and to be the joy and the hope that we've been looking for. And it's so easy to miss. Because we can be zoomed in on life so closely upon our problems, upon our struggles, or upon the circumstances and situations that, that pull on our attention and our stress and our time and our money, that it's easy to miss that larger picture. But when we become a part of it, when we zoom out just a bit more, we begin to see God everywhere. And even more amazing, we get to see that we were doing the work of God the entire time. Amen and amen. Will you pray with me today? <coughs> Almighty and gracious God, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks that this life isn't about us. That, Lord, we are not the hero of the story, but instead, God, you are. That your way is deeper, that your way is wider, Lord, it is further. It is much larger than anything that we have ever seen. And God, we have walked right past your kingdom. We have walked right past you. And God, we have missed you all together. But God, you told us that would happen because you said that you would not always be easy to see. But Lord, we can see the works of your kingdom. Lord, we can see the transformation that hope and joy and mercy and life will bring. God, we can see the transformation that when we take your word to heart and we put it into our actions, that God, lives can be changed, that our life can be changed. And Lord, we want to be about that larger story, that bigger story of grace and of mercy. Lord, help us to zoom out this week that we might begin to see you everywhere. Amen and amen.